Today on Pandavision, we're talking about episode 10 of season 3 of the Orville, Future Unknown. All that right at this ad we have no control over. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself learn more at cbp.gov careers okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Panda Vision, the Stranded Panda podcast where we chase each other around in the woods until we tackle each other and create a union that is a podcast of all the shows. Uh, my name's Matthew Carroll. I'm John Irons. I'm Gary Milton. Hey guys, what's happening? Uh, nothing. What's up with you? Man, just here to talk about the Orville. Woo! This episode. Yeah, what did you think? It felt like a series finale really did it definitely felt like a series. i've been saying that they were going to at least make this one count as a season finale even if it doesn't end up being because they're just not sure if it's going to be get renewed and yeah this did not feel like they were sure it was going to get renewed for sure <laughs> it felt like they thought it yeah. was the end mm-hmm. yeah they, def- they were definitely uh hedging their bets it, it, it could go either way it, it is definitely serve. It would serve as a season as a series finale if need to be. Yeah, for sure. The um, <clears throat> by the way, pardon my voice. I don't know why, but my voice is crazy tired, uh, <laughs> so I sound like raspy as hell. But um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, we talked a lot about last week. Like, what where where's the galaxy going to be after this? With like the changes in the way the alliances are formed and all that stuff. But like. We didn't hear any of that. It's just a complete, like, let's have an hour and 20 minutes of just kind of denouement for the season and, like, kind of an epitaph for the season. Just an epilogue after what happened the last two episodes. Epilogue is the word I meant, not epitaph. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian. Yeah, I I liked that, actually. I, I kept waiting for, well, not, I mean, after probably the first 20 minutes. I was like, okay, they're not going to do a whole, this is just going to be this little story about these okay, nice, cool. That's a great way to end the season. And I, and I'm going to, I called it, I called it on the sandwich. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was so let down with it. <laughs> I liked it. It wasn't a very big story point, but it was like a nice, it was a nice callback for sure. Um, yeah. well, what do we, so it's the, the really the a plot is just the Isaac and Claire stuff. So, what did you guys think of just like 
I don't know. We spent a long time. I, the show has had a lot of episodes about their romance. And so to end with a story that was really focused on them was, was cool. And it like obviously got us to the wedding, which kind of got everybody together and got every, everybody got a chance to kind of do something and say their last piece. Um, except Lamar, he just got like really, uh, <laughs> bitched out or whatever. <laughs> he deserved it. He did. We almost got to see Isaac and uh, Kelly do something. Uh, he made a proposal to her, a different type of proposal. I don't know if we almost got to see that, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was it was proposed for sure. <laughs> this was the funnier, the funniest episode we've had all season. I think. Yeah, for there were sure. Just jokes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning, the the Mocklin tradition. To renew the vows between <laughs> Bordis and yeah. Clyden. I didn't think they were going to actually show it, but they, they went all in on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could have shown more. <laughs> yes, yeah. they could have. Yeah. They, they did let them wear underwear. <laughs> I was thankful for the little thongs. They let them wear underwear, and they didn't show them in Congress, as it were. <laughs> yeah. The delayed applause. That was yeah. hilarious. I love the delayed applause. And I just want to know, like, how long did they stare at each other? <laughs> were they waiting for the applause or were they waiting for them to go away <laughs> or was that yeah. part of the ritual <laughs> yeah I was, I was hoping that um the the daughter would have some insight but no apparently she didn't she didn't know she probably wasn't allowed to watch <laughs> no she, <laughs> so was she, was, she was there she was there she was there i did like seeing uh they're showing the a more goofy side of clyden now that he's back like he's mm-hmm. so Excited for Bordis to tell his hilarious jokes at the end. All kidding aside. <laughs> All kidding aside. <laughs> those, were, those were so terrible. Oh my gosh. And what's so funny is like the fact that Isaac can distinguish those two things because like there's a fine line. You know what I mean? I really thought Isaac was going to be offended at the things that Malloy was saying too. <laughs> I don't think he cared either way. If you, if you watch it, um, Claire kind of leans over. And she kind of oh, whispered something she? in his ear. Yeah. She, so she told him to make him stop. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see the yeah. lean over. I didn't see that either. I thought it was just that um, he was picking up on the social cues of all the other people around not responding. He was not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I imagine um, uh, there's still a few cons left um, in the year, Dragon Con. And, and I, I imagine that at some of the cons and at uh, Halloween, um, Stripper Isaac is going to be a big. <laughs> a recurring uh, cosplay. Yeah. Oh, or man. That Elvis Bordis. Or Elvis Bordis. <laughs> Stri- stripper, uh, stripper Isaac was pretty great, especially when yeah. Claire got up and started dancing with him. I was like, that's, that's really amazing. <laughs> that's fantastic. It was perfect. Yeah. I mean, there's almost like, because there's not a lot of story here, it's very much like this, just the personal story of them getting, finally getting together. You know, this is like kind of a rom-com episode, um, which they've done, you know, three or four times. And I, I kind of love that. I kind of love that they like, you know, they take the time to focus on these characters this way. And just, uh, it was, I think, last season, season two, where they did a full episode about him asking her out or whatever. And it was right before the mm-hmm. Keelan invasion, I believe. And it's like this whole him, like trying to figure out how to express his care for her, not emotion, but like, uh, it's really good. I love the callback to that episode. I believe it was with the banana at the beginning of yeah. this episode, he walks around and hands out the hands her a banana. 
really great. I had to, um, well, I mean, I guess I didn't have to because they, they, they went over it, but like, I had to look up who the, who the woman was like, like, I'm not growing up back to that planet again. Like, which planet was this? But it was the, you know, it was the social media yeah. mob planet. I could not believe they didn't recap that for us. Like I knew, I figured it out. I, I only knew because they said, um, Lamar will never go back there. And that's the only context they gave us for like the first 10 minutes. And they finally yeah. tell us something else in the middle of the episode. Um, and then, when, then of course, when she gets on the ship and shows the little badge, you're like, Oh, it's that people. But like, yeah, you had to really like remember what Sargon four, Sargon three was or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. Like, I, I watched, um, I'm one of the people who uh, watched the first season of Orville, and then I was like, you know what, this is just too silly. And then I didn't watch again for a long time. So, I, so it's been probably three or four years since I saw that episode, so I definitely mm. didn't remember. Like, I, I remember vaguely all of the episodes, but, like, not just if you say the planet name. I don't, planet or character name. Yeah, same. It was only that Lamar line that I was like, oh, okay it's probably that one that's the only one that i know of that lamar's had a really bad time on i was surprised that uh isaac was able to get some of the kalon to come because they didn't seem too excited about being a part of the union or tr uh, eventually being a part of the union but they did show up and numbers too <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i think it's just like they're trying to fit in with their new union alliance and they're like, Oh, and, and back with Isaac and Isaac just expresses to them that it is important and they don't really have a good gauge for like, I don't know. It's if it's important emotionally to the humans, maybe it's, we have to do it, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you need all of us to show up. I feel like they're kind of skating that line of, uh, you know, Isaac does something that makes sense logically, but socially is unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> I get that he's not going to learn emotions and I get that even he might not get social cues, although that's observation and, and pattern recognition. So he could, mm -hmm. but if like you really should just run everything by Claire first, how is that not your default at this point? Right. Claire, I am considering doing this. <laughs> Lamar told me to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That, that's a definite now. But like he wasn't wrong about inviting his quote unquote family to the wedding. Like that is what you do. But, right. You know. Well, and that's the thing is he she, he also knows that Claire loves when he does like it, like when he surprised her at the beginning with the wedding ring, and that was a big surprise. But that was very romantic, and it was like she was mm -hmm. like even the fact that he thought to do it, you know, like so so he's thinking like when I when I realize what's important to her and I do the right thing. It, it is rewarding for her. And so like he thinks inviting his family is just part of the tradition of the wedding. He's just going to do it because it's important to her. And then of course mm -hmm. I, you mentioned John being like 20 minutes in realizing, Oh, this is just going to be a, you know, fun episode or whatever. Like it took me a lot longer than that because after that Kalon call, I was like, Oh no. Like, because I'm just imagine, I don't know the like geography of the galaxy, like whatever the three dimensional geography of the galaxy is, but like, I just imagine if the Kalon fleet is like entering Union space and then if it's anywhere close to the Mocklin and the Krill, like I was like, um, what is going to happen here? You know, like I was like, I, I thought at that point, like maybe he made a big mistake and it was going to like cause some big problems and we were going to get a little bit of that um, knowledge about what happened at post last episode, but we did not. We also learned that it sounds like dolphins can talk in 
in, in, or they can talk to dolphins now? <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, makes sense. I've seen Sequest. <laughs> I've seen the boys. I know uh, the deep can talk <laughs> to animals. He has a special relationship with animals. <laughs> that, that he does indeed. Now you guys see the, uh, the, the meme going around with the deep and Starro. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I have that's not. my that's my <laughs> secret cap. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I'll send it to you. It's too, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much for an Orville episode of Pandavision. <laughs> it's too after dark. <laughs> so you got your um, uh, you got your moral debate in this episode with should Kelly have sex with Isaac? Oh no no no! <laughs> yeah, the, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Bordas should be the comedian, the best man. Oh, I'll get inside. Oh, I'll get inside. <laughs> you know, do more advanced peoples have an obligation, have a moral obligation to help less advanced peoples? Mm-hmm. I-, I didn't feel like it was a debate in the episode because Kelly just the whole time was like, we've already been through this. This yeah. is how it is. And then that's how it ended. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't mean a debate in the sense that like, you know, like they weren't sure, but. You know, as, as an right. audience member, like you do think about because that's us. Like they're basically, you know, if some super advanced society, like we know that there are all these things that could help. But Kelly's counter were absolutely correct. That's exactly what would happen. Right. The rich and the powerful would hoard it and profit and use it to dominate. Absolutely. It was definitely a moral debate, but the moral debate was whether she should go home or not. And like they were presenting her with this idea that no, we can't help. And she's begging for the help, which you kind of get this idea. And this is all that happens a lot in these kinds of shows and star Trek and such, where you're like the character wants one thing they can't have. And they keep fighting for that one thing they can't have. And then finally realize, Oh, well maybe it's just that I need to do something different. And she sort of does. She decides to go back, but then of course she's trying to steal a a matter synthesizer or or at least a data pad or whatever. I think it had all the like, the schematics and, and schematics yeah. that's mm-hmm. the word i was looking for yeah 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 but i i, I love i love that uh, the whole plot because it kind of is an encapsulation of the whole show i mean it, you know the in star trek they call it the prime directive or general order one or whatever um where you're not allowed to uh mess with um underdeveloped species you're not allowed to interact with them and um i love that uh they sort of like really gave that a look in the final episode of this season, which may be the final episode of the Orville. Um, they gave it like a real examination of that. And, uh, you know, as you said, it's the B plot, but like it really gave a lot of moral meaty weight to like have those conversations and to ha- show that world where 200 years ago they messed up, you know, and they did try to help. And that's when they made that rule. I thought that too, that like, um, you know, and, and yeah, it's, it, it is the prime directive. It's basically the prime directive. Um, but, and I'm not, you know, super thousand percent versed on every episode of Star Trek, but I can't remember an episode where they devoted this much time to explaining why. I mean, they just, they just say it's the prime directive and it means this because it would be bad and, you know, we would interfere in their natural evolution and that's pretty much all you get, you know, but there's never like, okay, but really why can't we? Because you could. Yeah. And hell, on Star Trek, they do a lot anyway. Or they, they try to get around it somehow, you know? Yeah. Um, and in this, just having a person who is from a society that they're choosing not to help, and she's just begging for help for her friends and family, you know? She's just like, please help us. Like, 
and 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 I I loved the idea of her like feeling the survivor's guilt of not being able to um help her society advance knowing that it was possible but not going back um that's a that's an intense feeling and it like uh made me want uh I, I almost wanted her to choose to go back you know um I almost it, it almost also felt like you know we talk about um the 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 how this episode is like br- closing off the storylines and it's talking about the uh, the prime directive as a way of like talking about the union as a whole but it's also sort of like giving you this commission as a person living in a society it's our role to push towards this you know to push towards mm-hmm. um the the utopia you know and i and i just thought that was interesting like from from a uh, the purpose of these shows sometimes is star trek particularly is to show that utopia and give us a goal to shoot for and this episode almost like said in the text like no it's, it's your job like you you got to you got to advance yourself to here you can't just leap over like you guys have to work on it and it, it was it was nice it was nicely done yeah was, yeah basically if you guys just get over yourselves and work together you can do it like there's no and that's like i sincerely believe that i don't mean like in a pie mm-hmm. in the sky kind of way but like there are enough resources for everybody yep. on earth if you know if we all made the decision to help to, to provide and yeah. to you know to share there's there's plenty there, there really is plenty look 100%. at what all we can accomplish if we work together yeah we created the union we're this advanced civilization you're still stuck in the past. If you work together, you can become like us. You can join us. Mm-hmm. I also, I just loved that they uh, took the direct mirror of Star Trek, which Star Trek has the same plot that once they got to matter synthesis, capitalism didn't make sense anymore. <laughs> and it just like created a utopia. Um, and then they were able to overcome everything else but they had to get there first. And um, I just love that they included that because it, I've listened to so many online essays <laughs> that have detailed the economy of Star Trek <laughs> too, too many, too many. Um, and it, and it always like, they always talk about that exact thing that they, but they always have to take it from six different episodes and be like, well, we know that they got matter synthesis, which caused this to collapse. And we know that this happened. And, and they sort of like lay it out in this. She's like, no, that's what happened in the union. We're going to explain it. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I just love the show. <laughs> I love that. Like it takes the time. Yeah. I also like the, like, so why do you have jobs? Like th- these are the, these are the questions that like fans ask or, or just mm-hmm. viewers ask. All right. So if you can have everything, then why are you doing anything? Yeah. Like, like, and she was like, oh, our currency is reputation or something like yeah. that. Like, if it's, you know, like that. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And some people do just sit around. It's, it's, it's kind of socially frowned upon, but even worse, like, you just, like, people get bored. Like, you can do whatever you want to do. Why wouldn't you do what you want to do? Yeah, which to give Star Trek credit, they did have that conversation in First Contact. Um, he's like, yeah, we don't, we don't strive for money anymore. We strive for reputation and accomplishment. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Just like really laying it out and having those conversations, which, yeah, I don't know. I feel like so much new sci-fi is like f- going further and further away from having the long, <laughs> the long conversation and it's more laser fights. And I just love a show that'll take its time. I also like that. It's a hopeful 
that it's not the dark and gritty. I like the dark and gritty, but like I need I need a mix. Yeah, you gotta watch the boys, then go watch the Orville. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I I think this this is a really 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 wonderful send off. Even if it ends up being the end of the show, I think it's a really good send off. I do think it was nice if it is a send off that they were able to bring Alara back for just yeah. A moment. I wish she was in it a little bit more in the episode, but yeah, same. Yeah, uh, when they when they said you have a guest, she's she's pulling in now. Like the first thing I thought was it was uh, Mercer's daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what i thought but 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 yeah kind of the sneaky grin on his face i'm like no this is not <laughs> that was, i don't see how that would that's no that's too big of a bombshell to drop like you know with 10 minutes left in the episode or to do mm-hmm. that at, at the <laughs> wedding it's talaya surprise the krill are attacking <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprise i'm a krill the rubber mask comes off not again <laughs> all kidding aside <laughs> <laughs> all kidding aside i was really hopeful for his speech I, I wanted borders to be funny me too i could see him being funny but yeah i laughed terrible <laughs> i did laugh <laughs> i thought at least maybe he would like be funny in a way that he wasn't meaning to be funny you know what i mean like he would like just just strike a note that would make everyone laugh i don't know but then no it just I- yeah, I expected him to be overly harsh, but I thought it would also still be funny. I thought it, I thought it would be like a like a roast, like a, just a yeah. really mean <laughs> insult comic. Yeah, but it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't even that. Nope, he's nope. regarded as funny in Mockland culture. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things I like about the show, though, is they don't always. Like, I feel like that would have been the answer in most shows is like, oh, no, you don't think he can do it. You don't think he can do it. And then he nails it. But like in this, he's just, no, he's still Bordis. He still can't do it. And they just like, like moves on. And the same thing with Isaac giving his wedding vows. I thought for sure they were going to write his wedding vows to be like a little, not, not necessarily flowery or like emotional, but like I thought it would be written to strike an emotion within us. You know what I mean? But he just re- recounted what he said a couple seasons ago, which is like, no, I am more efficient with her in my life. You know, it's just like really, really deadpan. And just, I was almost disappointed because I didn't get the feels there, but it was kind of perfect for the character. <laughs> I would have been disappointed if they had done that. If they had like, cause like the point you just made about uh, Borders and the humor. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it, that would, that would apply to him in the wedding vows. Exactly. I would have liked to see them like Mercer, uh, Malloy, Bordas, all and Lamar, all of them in the room together, helping him with his vows. So then you get Bordas's input, you get you get everybody's input, and then since Mercer was kind of being the level-headed one helping Claire out, it, he would have like given the emotional vows for for Isaac to speak. But mm-hmm. we just didn't even touch on on any of his vows <laughs> except at the end. One of my, I think my favorite line of the whole episode, my favorite laugh line was, um, Malloy just scre- he's just screaming about Bordas stealing his thunder, you know. And oh. Ed says, "Let me ask you, are you more mad about this or the Kalon invasion of Earth?" And he just pauses. I'm madder about this. <laughs> just like completely <laughs> confident. I love it so much. <laughs> and I and I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's when he's going off about this. That's when the sandwich reappears, and he just calms down instantly. So it did serve yep. a purpose. 
It did. It did. <laughs> I'm madder about this. <laughs> it's just such a good joke because, like, we all know who've been watching this show how big a deal and how many characters are so greatly affected by the Kalon invasion of Earth. And he's one of them. He's one of the ones that's like, we can't trust Isaac. You know, he's like, he's, he's on Team Charlie and all that stuff early in the season. And he's still like, I'm madder about this. <laughs> it's just so good. I think my favorite line uh, was, and just because I could relate to it, I guess. But in the uh, when when they're uh, looking at the at the bridal gowns, and he's like, "I love it," <laughs> and, and it, then it's which is he's like, "No offense, sir, but you're useless." Yes, I'm useless. Can I go now? <laughs> and then and then uh, Kelly comes in. And he's like, "Oh, I love it. Thank you." It's like I said literally the exact same thing. It's like, yeah, you said it different. <laughs> That's what it's like. I get in trouble so often and for, for things that I didn't say the right way <laughs> all the time. Um, speaking of Ed, uh, what did you think of the final handhold between Ed and Kelly? It felt unnecessary. It didn't feel earned. Hmm. It was, it was part of the, it felt like a, a rap. It's like, hey, this is where we would keep going. We'd kind of pursue them getting back together in the future, but we don't know if it's gonna gonna continue or not. So we're gonna just kind of hint at it with a handhold. See, that's what I guess that's what I liked about it is that it. Um, I thought it felt earned because I've been at a wedding with an ex before. You know what I mean? Like, there's that there's love in the air, and maybe there's a little bit of like, I'm comfortable with you. They lean their head on your shoulder, like that kind of stuff. Is just it happens at weddings, especially, um, and like. It's nice to see that, like, because we're not, they didn't rush it. If they'd, like, kissed at the end or if they'd, like, said, I want to be with you or had some big, like, rom-com ending, I, I think that would have been, like, way jumping the gun. But, like, just a little bit of a handhold, I was like, that's nice. It's nice to at least see it. If, if we don't get any more, they just did a good job on this episode of, like, if we don't get any more, I feel happy. I feel happy with all the, where all the characters are. We got a lot of time with the whole cast together. Like a lot of times we'll get these episodes with like two or three characters at a time. We got a lot of scenes uh, with just the entire crew together, or at least like all the men at the bachelor party, all the women at the bachelorette party and like these big scenes on the bridge and just a lot of good laughs and a lot of good, like the way these characters interact and the kind of jokes you can make because there's all, all this history now. I just, I, I thought it was really well done. If I could do a, a scene rewrite that you like right there at the end, Kelly grabs Mercer's hand he looks at her, she looks at him, and she says, all kidding aside, and let's go. Oh, it's terrible. Harsh. So uh, harsh. I thought that they were going to, uh, when uh, Malloy is singing at the end, and they kind of pull the camera back, um, I was hoping that they would show some of the, uh, the K-Line ships, because, it, because they're like live streaming it to all the ships. Like I wanted, I wanted to see all of them just looking at this. Like, what is the point of this? <laughs> like, yeah, I would have liked to seen some of the live streams. Or maybe if it shows them start holding each other's hands in the ships if they watch uh, Kelly uh, and Ed hold hands. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing this? It means nothing to me. Me neither. <laughs> I as well. It's part of their tradition. <laughs> This sounds like enslavement. Are they attempting to enslave? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> like our builders did. 
this is marriage. <laughs> <laughs> such a good such a good line <laughs> i did like the uh the intro with the bachelor in paradise while isaac's walking through the ship yeah i'd never heard that song before and i did not know that the tv show was a reference to an old jazz standard <laughs> <laughs> and i guess i should have predicted what the plot was going to be about when when they showed that intro mm-hmm yeah, when I saw that, I was like, okay, we're getting an Isaac and Claire heavy episode because this is Isaac walking around being all love struck as much as he can be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured, it, I figured it was Isaac heavy because it just followed him and he was doing all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. Like he, he bought the banana, but he also worked in engineering and went to the bridge and all that stuff. Maybe it's because I don't have descendants, but I don't particularly understand that I'll take care of all of your descendants and that being super romantic. I get it. I guess we're all genetically disposed to care about our descendants, but like, that's just a weird. She, she weird knows her kids are going to be taken care of because she knows the Isaac kids, can do anything. I get it. Even, the, even if she's like yeah. knows about her, like I, I, theoretical children. I feel like there's like a weirdness to being like my theoretical great grandchildren will be taken care of. I thought that was kind of weird. Well, I don't know if it's so much, you know, that he's going to be checking it, but it's, it's basically he's committing. He's fallen to ten purposes, immortal. Yeah, and he's committing his immortality basically to her. Yeah, you know, because he could, he would have been well within his "quote unquote" obligation to be like, "I'll commit myself to you know to the rest of your life mm-hmm. which, you know, and 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 of your children," and that would have been fine. That would have been fine. I don't even know if she was expecting that much. She yeah, she probably would because she knows because he knows the children. So, and again, the fact that he is making this commitment without emotion, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not because he loves them. Yeah. It's, you know, it's only for her sake. Well, as she says it, she knows he does love her. He just doesn't have the circuitry to express it or feel it. Yeah. Like love is so, there. The, th- the mechanism of love, whatever that is, is there. He just can't express it or feel it. It's very beautiful. <laughs> uh, I really liked when they were, uh, when Ed walked in to the drunken uh, girl's discussion of whether she should marry Isaac. And he's like, I'll see you guys later. I see you're busy. And he like just turns around and run immediately. He's like, this is not going to be good for me. <laughs> you're the most sober person here. We need your opinion. And then he gives it, which was a really sweet thing. You should ask your kids what they think. And it's very sweet. And then she's like, you've been useful, sober man. You may go. (laughs) Have we talked or have you guys talked about how much drinking there is on this show? Like, they're drunk a lot. (laughs) Like, you can just make it appear out of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) And it's everybody. Like, it's like, you know, like they... And I'm not saying it won't be like this, or it wouldn't be like this, but I'm like, they get drunk a lot. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's like as soon as after hours. And I mean, like, you know, most adults I know that are in the workforce and like, especially uh, if you don't have families around or whatever, like if you're like people that work in like, I don't know, military settings and stuff, it's always like go right to the bar, you know, like after with their, fr- with their yeah. fellow coworkers or whatever. And a lot of people 
they work in like whatever offices they'll like hit the bar you know that's what happy hour is um it just hour. seems like that happens a lot on this ship for sure well there's never any hangovers either so they must have some way of dealing with it they get hangovers yeah, they, like, they, hangovers. they really go hard they get but they just i think they've just built up and maybe, <laughs> and maybe it's because they're in the future just all of humanity has a higher tolerance <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we know that claire can heal a broken bone in just a few minutes so maybe they can do mm-hmm. something like that for for hangovers as well yeah you know there's like I, I, they don't have these in alabama that i know and uh so so it's funny they have them here though they have little places you can go and get an iv of fluids like it's like a it's like a hangover cure um but it's like it's like it just a, it's just a business it's not like a it's like a little like this clinic you go and and they they have like you know different kinds of vitamins and supplements but like friends i've heard just like go there after they've been really drunk and they just go get like an infusion of fluids <laughs> fresh blood <laughs> fresh blood <laughs> dilute the alcohol store up blood for a few months so you can have a big bender and then just go in just replace it just replace it but put the older blood back in uh, and we, we we put this one back in later <laughs> i've seen or at least i think i remember seeing uh at least one or two episodes where they like show up like the next morning and they're hungover. Yeah, for sure. But that's like, like, it's like when they go, you know, really hard. I think they did that recently. And I think it's when Topa was kidnapped. Mm. They showed up at the, wherever they were that staying on, on that planet. Hmm. Oh yeah. I think you're right. I remember one episode a while back where Kelly and Ed hit the bridge after they're incredibly drunk and they're both like, can we turn the lights down in here? Like, why is it so bright on the bridge? So good. I love the Orville. I really hope it comes back. It was also like looking at it now. Another reason that it was a good uh, season finale, if not series finale was, you know, it used the trope of bringing in somebody who doesn't know. And, you know, so they're like, you know, the vessel for the audience. Well, they explain what's going on so uh, what was her name the la Cella or whatever her name was that's yeah, g- yeah. good call thank you because i expect that season three might have been a lot of people's first season mm. oh it's gotten so good you should watch it you should watch it you should watch it so that might have been the first so like and that might even have been someone's first episode or one of the first episodes mm. so that like they lay out this is what the union is this is what our future is this is what we do hmm no, it's actually probably a stretch. But I, I did, I did like that they took the time. Um, and I'll say it again. I, I really like they took the time to just explain all of the ins and outs of this is what our society is. Yeah, hundred percent. As opposed to just because that's cause you don't they don't have to. Mm-hmm. We're you know we're we're on this ship, and we're going to explore cool things. That's really all you need. Oh yeah, like that's fine. That's enough. That's enough of a plot. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they went into the social structure and the the philosophy and the and the why don't we do this? Why do we do this? Yeah, uh, I appreciate. It. Yeah, I did too. I really did too. One more thing I wish they would have done in this episode was over the credits, like at the end credits. If they somehow could have licensed or done a similar to the, the Seinfeld theme and had Bordis telling jokes like it was Seinfeld credits. <laughs> like he's, he thinks he's now a comedian. So he's like going to like an open mic night on the ship every night, telling jokes or something. I love how much Orville, uh, or how much Orville, how much, uh, Bordis loves to 
like be the center of attention and no one wants him to be, but he really loves it. Like <laughs> he acts like he doesn't like it. Does he? He seemed like he didn't, he didn't want to sing, uh, that one episode when Topa was having her surgery, but he was oh, like, yeah. I'm doing it for her is the, the way I got or the, right, my yeah. interpretation of it. That's true. But I think, I feel like he's done other things in the past that were like, he got up and sang or something a couple of times, but I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> Man, well, I just I love I've, I've loved this show. Um, I really hope it comes back, and I, I've enjoyed covering it with you guys. Um, thanks for doing it. It is only because uh, of you, Matt. Like, because no. I wasn't gonna watch the Orville. Like, I was, I was like, eh. So, so, and and to his credit, Sean Ray also fellow podcaster. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, like, no, I'm telling you, it's, it's really good. You need to catch up. You need to catch up. Like saying that you wanted to start going over the episodes again. Like that was like, okay, fine. I will start. I'll catch up. Yeah, man. Well, I've been looking for something to cast again with you about. Um, we, we did the, uh, Lovecraft country so long, like whatever, like two years ago. And, uh, you know, I think we've done it. We've done a few episodes here and there of captain game show and stuff, but I was like, really wanted to get, find something. And then, uh, so I definitely you were one of the first yeah you were the first person I hit up the after uh, Fox decided to leave I was like can you come can you do this and you were like I haven't seen it but I'll be I'll be caught up in two weeks and I was like okay come on <laughs> and so that, that was super glad uh, and Gary super glad to get you joining in thank you thank we, you again we've been just wanting to get you on something because uh, you know you've been like hanging out in the community and stuff for a long time so it's been cool to have you on too so really appreciate you guys really been great what do you guys want to see in the future like if there is a fifth season what would you like to see going forward in the orville like personally i would like to see their hollow room they have if they're able to get that projected throughout the ship so then we could see more of like mark jackson actually playing isaac instead of the robot suit mm, that'd be cool uh, or get him a hollow emitter like on a voyager that could be that could work or like the thing he took down to the the planet where he was disguised when he went back in time to get Malloy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, same, same. that was it. Yeah, that was the. Yeah, they they did have some sort of hollow emitter on that episode, but I guess, I mean, I guess like you know, it's kind of like asking Isaac to be anyone anything else too. Like I like seeing the actor, I do, but I mm-hmm. also, you know, that's Isaac. He's the he's the big hunk of metal in the corner without emotions. Yeah, but Claire might want him to do it, so he might do it to yeah for her benefit. Yeah, yeah. I almost expected, and um, again, I'm glad they didn't do it for the same reason we were talking about his vows being pretty plain and Isaac-like. Um, I almost wanted that, you know, the hell he can have emotions for a few seconds, and we've kind of like theorized him like getting emotions for a limited time for Claire or something, um, even if it's only a few minutes. And like, I, I thought it would have been a kind of a nice touch if he'd done that for the wedding, just to experience the emotions of the wedding, even if it went away, but he can't remember it anyway. In Orville, at least not that I can recall, they don't have like the, the equivalent of a mirror universe, right? They've got, they've got alternate timelines. Not until Malloy becomes the Supreme Emperor. <laughs> You're really, you're really all in. I on still this. want it. I still want it. I'm gonna have to write it myself if they don't do it. <laughs> yeah, but it, but that could be if they can somehow in, interact with like you know parallel dimension. Because um, basically, the way, the way they've done it is when you change a timeline, it overwrites the previous timeline. Possibly. Well, no, because that's that's what happened with the. Well, all right. It's possible that. The timeline, you're, you, you, so every time you interact with the past, you either do one of two things. You either overwrite the timeline or you create a new one. So it is possible 
that when the, the moment you're talking about when Claire goes back and fixes the timeline, you know, uh, mm-hmm. she goes back and she fixes the timeline, creates a new one where the Orville exists. Um, it's possible that there still is another timeline where Claire didn't off. make it to that, like th- that, and it branched right there. So it's like always, anytime you interact with the past, it's still possible that it's creating another divergent timeline every time. So it's possible there's just forks every single time. So the one we're seeing is the one where she fixed it, but there might still be one where she didn't. Yeah, I guess. Um, but even in that, Again, I'm not sure if I'm remembering this right, but there aren't two of them, right? It's you. You go back, and it's you in the past. No, there were two of them. There were two of them on that other on the other one because there were two Kellys. Because she came to the future, right? When she came to the future, there were two of her. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I don't know. Uh, so Gary, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate timeline could work, but also you know, like in um, Star Trek. You had data and you had lore and lore had emotions. And so like you could just like you could have like Isaac's mm. spin-off brother who somehow got emotions. You know, he doesn't have a brother, but some you know, some um, we already and we have that in this. We have an emotional Kalon, but not an actual Isaac that has emotions. See, I actually like that uh that they keep not giving that they keep not giving Isaac emotions is kind of the wrong way to say it. Cause I really liked it when he did have it for that mm-hmm. two minutes or whatever. But I like that. Um, you keep expecting, or at least I keep expecting to see like some progression. Okay. Well, he feels a little bit, mm-hmm. like, just, you know, something, and, but he never does. He's like, no, I'm telling you, this is not me. I, I don't do this. Yeah. Like, and like you say, you accept this. Like, I'm not going to change. Like I, I would love it if he just really never does change, because yeah, that, like that's the matter. Like he doesn't have to to be a good friend, right? To be a good, to be a a, a loyal companion. Well, the thing is, he does change. He does doesn't change those like essential parameters. You know, yeah, he doesn't change emotionally. He's changed the what he way he thinks. And since he's all thinking and not feeling, she asked him this episode, like, mm-hmm. how do you feel? What do you think about that? <laughs> like, because she, she yeah. knows the answer is, I do not feel. Um, but he has changed because in the beginning, he um, was basically a mole and it was willing to see the biologicals die. But then, because of his connection with Claire and the kids specifically, he grew to like care about them and grew to value them, I should say, and like wanted to protect them from the Kalon invasion. And so, this is this, this whole, um, I don't know this dichotomy of like him growing, but never, never changing that core part of his character that makes him him. And that, that moment that he has emotions is so beautiful, but like so many things that is beautiful because it's fleeting. Like if he was that way all the time, he would be a different character. But like the fact that we only got it for those like three minutes, it it just like makes those three minutes so powerful, you know? One thing I think would be neat to see uh, would be like, the Kalon learn about this and then they've seen this huge emotional event of the wedding. So maybe they, it's a fad thing where they all go erase their memory so they can, they can get emotions. So maybe we start seeing the, a bunch of Kalon come across that have emotions and they start integrating actually more with the union. And we know the original, um, Kalon batch. batch can can uh, get emotions if they want to. Well, the other ones can too. But they have to erase their memory. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. 
That's what you just said, but I did not catch it. Um, <laughs> I had forgotten that they could do that. It's still, it's still kind of a BS cop out to me that they can't just make it back up. Like, right. Store your memory over here, upgrade the system, and then put it back. Like, any at any point when they decide that if they want to do that episode, that's all they have to say. Like, who came up way to store the debt? Yeah, they might it's- do that, and then Claire just be like. No, Isaac, I like you for who you are. I don't want you to change for me. Yeah, that would be a really beautiful way to, to advance that relationship to where she's like, no, I don't need I don't need or want the emotional version of you. I want you, you know? What if they just did it like once a year on their anniversary? Yeah. <laughs> for Date real. night. <laughs> yeah. Date night. <laughs> so we could really, really enjoy those uh, jalapeno poppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kalons of jalapeno poppers. What can you say? I do not require sustenance. I do not require jalapeno poppers. What is the purpose of the popping? <laughs> what is it? What is popping? <laughs> These, the, this name, this is named, whatever. This name is incongruous. All right. Well, <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. <laughs> Well, it's been, it really has been great casting with you guys about this. I, I think uh, for what I want to see about this from the show, I really don't know. I just want I want more of these stories, and I love I love the slow advancement. Like honestly, I could look at every story that we've had and be like, I just want the next chapter. I mean, I want the next chapter of Havina and her clan uh, of of Mocklin mm. females. I want the next chapter of uh, will the will Topa be able to make a difference in the, you know, in the future with his like Mocklin heritage and like the Mocklin people um, will, you know, it's just so many, so many interesting storylines. I want, I want to see if uh, this, this girl, Lacella or whatever decides to, decides to try to break the prime directive at some point, you know, like again, like maybe, maybe she integrates for another year and then she still tries, you know, (laughs) You, you hope that she has learned better, but maybe not. Or maybe she finds out they're in real danger and then that, like, you know, maybe she finds out they're at the brink of nuclear war and that, like, motivates her to do something more drastic, you know? Well, there is the one lost episode mm. that was released as, like, a 45-page novella called Sympathy yeah. for the Devil. Did you did you check it out? I haven't read it yet, but okay. it's well, three, hey. $3 on Amazon. What's that about? It was an episode that they were intending to make for season three, but due to the the pandemic and the timeliness, they weren't able to get it done as an actual episode. So they just released it as like a novella. I'm, I may have to check that out. If it's good, we may have to come back and do a do an episode on it. A bonus bonus episode. Bonus episode. If you don't want to listen to that, listen to us talk about it for forty five minutes. It's summarized, but it's like almost as long as the novella itself. Um, so often, so often we do a podcast and it's like as long as the thing <laughs> or longer. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, all right, guys. Well, that, that is that will be all for this fine evening. I think uh, we'll be back with uh, more Panavision. They're dropping what we do in the shadows in the feed and all that stuff. So stick around, subscribe. Um, uh, John Irons, tell them about uh, Captain Game Show and the Infinite Potato Alliance. Yeah. Uh, Captain Game Show is my uh, trivia wordplay podcast. These uh, fine gentlemen were on an episode that I just recorded. It'll probably be out um, maybe a month or so from now. Um, so I hope I'm trying to think if I made any uh, exceedingly timely references 
that will be out of date by the time you hear the episode. I can't think of it. Can't think of any. But uh, <laughs> if if that is if that is the case, please uh, write and let me know. Uh, you can find Captain Game Show on all the social media, uh, and you can listen to it wherever you normally hear your podcasts. Uh, Captain Game Show, check it out. Don't miss it, guys. You need to hear this guy's voice more often. It's over there. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. I had a great time. I had a great time, and I won't. Uh, I, we won't spoil the winner or anything. Uh, but it was a fun time. Yeah, I can still change that. I haven't edited it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. It just like comes back edited and just a completely different winner. That'd be really good. <laughs> what the hell? I says someone. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll be back soon, guys. Peace. That was a terrible series. All kidding aside. Thank you for listening to PandaVision. We are a member of the Stranded Panda Network. For all of our podcasts and other creative geeky projects, check out strandedpanda.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.